0: From The Australian, here's what's on the front. I'm Claire Harvey. It's Monday, September 11. Aged care operators say they can't grow the number of beds at anywhere near the rate of demand, and they're blaming the government's new rule that a nurse be on deck 24-7. The nurse rule was introduced to stop a repeat of the abuse revealed in the Aged Care Royal Commission, and the government says it's essential to keep residents safe. A flawed DNA analysis process for catching killers and rapists was introduced to Queensland's Forensics Lab, even though scientists knew it was failing. That's the revelation from the lab's new boss, as our Shandy story investigation takes a dark turn. You can find a new episode of Shandy's story on this new scandal right now, wherever you got this podcast. Space is supposed to be the final frontier, But there's growing alarm about how seriously Australia's government is taking America's pleas for help to dominate the stars as China and Russia race for control. In today's episode, why are we keeping secrets from the Americans? When I was a child, our country put a man on the moon. Going back. On Netflix, Steve Carell plays an American general suddenly put in charge of something that sounds, frankly, pretty silly. POTUS wants complete space dominance. Boots on the moon by 2024. To that end, the president is creating a new branch, Space Force,
1: <laughs> which Mark will run. <laughs>
0: Why? Around the time Netflix was in final production of this comedy, though, the Trump administration was creating a real space force. In Australia, the Morrison government created our own space agency too, but you'd be forgiven for never having heard of it. There are no astronauts and no rockets. We do have ambitions to do more in space, and in fact, space capability, like the geo-targeting of precision-guided weapons, is going to be critical for the warfare of the future.
1: There is no one country that has claim, and there's all types of opportunities.
0: Jeff Chambers is our Chief Political Correspondent, and he's been reporting on Australia's tentative moves to contemplate what's out there. For a long time, we've been a helpful observer, using our vast, quiet outback to help the United States listen to the universe. Like in the movie The Dish. Just got word from Houston. Let's go for launch. Six, five, four, three, two,
1: one, zero, and Astronaut Neil Armstrong lands on the moon. People all over the world will be watching television pictures
0: provided by the receiving dish in the town of Parks.
1: So what's this
0: all about? We've got the moonwalk. But now the Americans are asking us to step up. So
1: Australia has absolutely zero ability to build satellites or launch satellites or operate satellites. For more than three decades, we've relied on the U.S., the generosity of the U.S., Uh, it's in their interest as well, but in terms of Landsat imagery, maritime imagery and also weather imagery, which Japan has also provided us and the Europeans to a lesser extent, we rely wholly when it comes to those types of resources on our very close allies. And it's very costly to operate that kind of a satellite network and there was huge encouragement for Australia to get more involved.
0: There's a new space race with countries like China, Russia and India launching satellites, competing for access to the moon and contemplating much bigger missions like Mars. Private citizens are also in the mix with Elon Musk's Starlink satellite network first helping and now hindering Ukraine's fight back against Russia. Musk did in fact order his engineers to turn off Starlink satellite communications for the Ukrainians when they were trying and planning to launch a sneak attack on Russia's naval fleet around Crimea. According to the biography, that was because he had spoken to Russian officials and he believed that doing so could prompt a response by Russia that was akin to a quote, mini Pearl Harbor. Back in the May budget, the government quietly axed a $1.2 billion program called the National Space Mission for Earth Observation. This was supposed to be a big deal, under which Australia would design and build four satellites by 2033. But the government kept the decision secret from the Australian public and from the Americans, even though just a few weeks earlier, the government, including Industry Minister Ed Husic and Defence Minister Richard Miles, had met with US Ambassador Caroline Kennedy and top NASA executives and failed to mention the program was on the chopping block.
1: NASA came out, brought all the big guns, did a national press club joint address, really talked up Australia's role in returning to the moon, getting Australian astronauts up in space.
0: So this is a first opportunity for Australia to leverage its very strong robotics capability but also importantly, it's skills in remote asset management. So if you can run a facility from 3,000 kilometres away in Perth, somewhere in the Pilbara, uh, I think it's going to be a piece of cake to do it on the moon.
1: And a lot of that was about shoring up investment and seeing whether Australia was still serious about space and its investments. And what I found out was that Probably around that time that the NASA administrators were in the country, what none of the US officials or our local space industry or, or our other partners realised was that our $1.2 billion domestic sovereign satellite program had been chopped.
0: Jeff's obtained secret cables to our embassy in Washington, D.C., where Minister Husick's office told officials not to tell the Americans what was going on, until just before it was officially announced, and this was six weeks after the budget. President Joe Biden also didn't know.
1: 11 days after the May budget, again, the US officials had no idea that this program had been cut. Anthony Albanese stood alongside Joe Biden in Japan on the sidelines of the G7 summit. And again, they talked up about the new frontiers of space, the opportunities of space, new arrangements uh, between Australia and America. All the while, we've dropped funding for this really key satellite program that NASA was really supportive of.
0: Coming up, so why all the subterfuge? of refreshing to think in this age of surveillance that Australia can keep a secret, even one as big as our withdrawal from a space deal with the United States. But the news was always going to come out. So why was it kept secret? Why not just say up front to the American representatives when they were here, look, we're reprioritising, this is not something that we're going to keep doing?
1: It's an interesting question and it's one that many of our top space industry people a perplexed buyer because they don't have much in the way of feedback from the government in terms of their funding approach. And it almost seems like we're trying to play an international game where we are signing up to deals and we're talking up space. But back here in Australia, the feeling amongst many in the industry and also the coalition and others is that Labor has really taken a politicised view of space and I think it's been proven in comments made by senior Labor ministers, is that programs such as the satellite program, they were things that the Coalition were trying to use to, you know, pick up votes, all these other things, which is pretty hard to understand because if they have been assessed purely through a political lens, that raises really big question marks over the government's mid- to long-term approach to space.
0: In July, the government announced a big new deal with the U.S. on space, but we aren't allowed to know the details. Richard Miles and Foreign Minister Penny Wong announced with U.S. Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin and Secretary of State Antony Blinken, we'd be entering a new era of enhanced space cooperation. Richard Miles called it space domain awareness and put it squarely in a military context, but he said he'd probably never reveal anything else about it. At least one thing we are doing is supporting America's bid to get back to the moon, a mission called Artemis II.
1: We're gonna be one of three countries that will build and host a lunar exploration ground station. There's one in South Africa, one in the US, and the location here in Australia is yet to be announced. But it goes back to where does Australia fit in the global picture? Do we purely rely on the US? or do we need to have our own sovereign capability here? And I think it's very much the view of the Americans, the Brits and others, that we do need our own sovereign capacity here. They will help us do it, but that requires funding. And after, you know, successive decisions made by dropping the Morrison Government Manufacturing Grant funding, by dropping this satellite program, we have seen evidence of companies announcing that they're pulling out of Australia, purely because they just don't know the commitment of the Labor Albanese government to actually putting money on the table.
0: Exactly how much money, we won't know until the next budget, if at all.
1: At some point, we can't just ask for everything for free. Those things do have a cost. And I think it's just in the the national interest to actually have our own Australian built uh, and control satellites into the US network. And we talk a lot about climate change. We talk a lot about disaster preparedness. We can help countries in our region around water quality in the event that there is a conflict in our region. To have our own eyes and ears there and to have our own skin in the game, to me, it seems like a no-brainer.
0: Jeff Chambers is the Australian's chief political correspondent. We've got another live event for our subscribers coming up and we'd love you to join us for a drink, some canapes and a great night of insight. It's no campaigner and Senator Jacinta for price in conversation with me and our editor Kelvin Healy. The Senator will also be taking your questions. It's this Thursday, September 14 at 5.30pm in Canberra and you can get tickets right now at theaustralian.com.au.
1: another one been shot with a shotgun and not got the overspray search for Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime